A leader is someone who knows the ways, goes the ways, and shows the ways. Hey, folks, you are most welcome to the Rising Beans uh, show. And here we have an amazing coach, I would say the leadership coach who has been into this industry and doing amazing and empowering a lot of amazing people. Michelle Thompson is our amazing guest for the day. Today, dear guests, you are most welcome on our show. Thank you so much. I'm very happy to be here. Thank you. Right. Perfect. So my audience is really super duper excited to hear more about you, your introduction as well. Yeah, well, as you said, my name's Michelle Thompson. I'm a registered nurse and I started uh, leadership consulting and coaching about three and a half years ago uh, because unfortunately I've suffered the emotional trauma of working in workplaces that are dysfunctional and with poor leadership. And I don't want to have people continue to work in unhealthy work environments because I don't think it needs to be that way. And uh, I would like to uh, help support leaders who are more interested in creating human connections than bottom lines. All right, that's, that's interesting, right? So I believe uh, we are good to go with the question that we have over here that uh, we have jot down some uh, questions and I really would like to bombard these questions on you. So let's get started with the questions, right? So here, go, here comes the first question is like, what is leadership? Yeah, so I think leadership is going to be something different to everybody. Um, what I think leadership is, is, you know, I've already said it. I think that we've made leadership way more complicated than it needs to be. I think that there's lots of leadership models and they will tell you that you have to have certain attributes to be a great leader. And while those things are true, and I have a whole bookshelf full of those books and I've read them all at the end of the day, I think that a true leader is someone who understands themselves. I need to do the deep dive in understanding my own emotional bias so that I can better hold space for others and make them feel welcomed into the space that I create. My job as a leader is really to create trust and to create a safe space for people. And so when I best understand who I am and how my lived experience shapes how I view the world, it then allows me to, to remain and be curious about asking about the experiences of other people so that I can learn and listen from a place of humility. And so for me, I think leadership really is just figuring out who you are. It's, it's leading from within. That's, that's the name of my program. I believe that we already have what we need to be good leaders. And then it's really showing a curiosity to learn from people who have uh, different experiences than your own. Awesome. That's that's pretty interesting. Everybody has their own perspective, you know. So we'll, we'll talk about the quote that I mentioned in the starting at the end of the podcast. But let's keep going ahead with the other question that we have is what do you think today's leaders are missing? Yeah, so I, I think that some leaders focus too much on the business. We focus a lot on our clients or our customers, and we don't focus on the people who are actually working for us. And, you know, I work in the healthcare a lot in healthcare, and we have a uh, philosophy of care that we called 
a person-centered approach. And essentially what that means is that the better you know your patient, the better care you can provide. And so I've always asked the question, well, if we already have the science to show that that works, why are we not taking that and applying it to our employees? The better we get to know our employees, the better committed they will be to us. They will stay longer. They will, your, your turnover will go down. And so really, I think that it's understanding that people typically will leave a job, even jobs they love, not for more money. They leave to escape horrible leadership. And I think what some uh, leaders are missing today is really understanding that if you don't treat your people well, they're not going to perform well for you. And you really have to personalize it and get to know the individuals and not see them as a team, but as a person. Awesome. That's that's interesting. It, it's like, you know, uh, as you mentioned, the people are leaving the job, not because they do not like the job, but because uh, they do not like that leadership. So that's interesting. That's what uh, leaders are missing today. It's like the more you care about your employees, the people who are working with you, it's, it's really important to take care of your clients and customer. But also, this is also most important, super duper important to understand what your employee wants, right? So that's absolutely coming. right. So yeah. let's move to the next question. This is the third question we have over here is how important are setting goals when developing the leadership? So goals, I think, are really important. I mean, it's, it's good to have goals. It's, it's good to have a, a plan and a focus of getting from point A to point B. It also helps you to identify uh, development and growth and understanding of um, you know, the, the person you want to become or the leader you want to become. I think the missing piece in goal setting, though, is often we're very focused on the goal, right? The end. We only focus on the end piece. And if we fall short of that goal or we don't quite get to that goal, then somehow we failed. And I really think that that's setting ourselves up for failure, whether you're it's a leader or not. In, in any part of our life, when we set goals for ourselves, if we just fall a little bit short, somehow we see that as a failure. And so I say that goals are important. But I think the path that you have to take, all those little micro steps you have to take to get to that goal need to be acknowledged and honored with the same respect as you would give that final goal. Because without that, I think you can lose momentum and steam and really not give yourself the credit that it takes to have the growth and development that is required to get from where you are to where you want to be. Awesome. That is also interesting, right? So here we have the other question that is, you know, there's the fourth question over here. And I strongly believe this is something what one needs to know, like, how do you approach making difficult decisions? Yeah, this is one that I've, uh, I get a lot and a lot of leaders ask the question. And for me, it's, it's very simple, is that once you become very clear on your purpose and your why, or your why, like why are you doing what you're doing, it becomes very clear for you to be able to always act from a place of integrity. 
meaning that your integrity is really your North star. It's that thing that drives you. It's those core values that allow you to and over and over because you know that it's the right thing to do and it, and you never waver from that. So once you understand your purpose and your why, and you're, and you're always coming from a place of your integrity, meaning that you're making decisions based on your core values, it actually makes decision-making and hard decisions quite easy because you never waver from that North star. So it's not about, it's not a personal decision. It's based on a place of, of, of knowing in your gut and that place of integrity, like I said, of just following that North star and never wavering. And the benefit of that is that people feel safer being led by you because they know what to expect. You provide them consistency and continuity and they see a leadership that makes sense to them. They know what to expect from you. You're not kind of all over the place and people actually tend to respond and trust leaders that function from a place of integrity more. So even though you might make decisions that people don't like, they'll respect you more for it if you do it from a place of integrity. Perfect. So it, it sounds interesting, right? That this is the approach that one should be taking. So let's move to the other question that we have over here is like, what advice would you give someone going into the leadership role for the first time? Yeah, I really like this question because I think that it will give your listeners something tangible, kind of that call to action that they can take away after listening to this episode and, and apply. And again, it doesn't matter whether you're working in a boardroom or you're a leader because you're a father or a mother or a brother or a sister in your personal life. We all show up as leaders in all aspects of our life. But I think that leaders in, in a workplace environment often get stuck in the grind of the everyday. And they will sit in their office and they'll spend eight hours or nine hours in front of a computer and rarely engage with the people that they're actually leading. And I think that that's the, the biggest mistake a new leader can make is to get kind of wrapped up in that. And so I have five things that I tell leaders, if you want to slowly start to move the dial and, and, and create a positive environment for your people, there's five things that I say, if you can do every day, you will start to change that. So the first one is to get out of your office and go to where your people are. Uh, and so this is really seeing the reactions that people have when you walk in a room. If people look terrified that you're there, you're doing something wrong because they should be happy to see you. They should be happy to see you because they know that when you're there, you're going to be supportive and collaborative. You're going to thank them for the work they're doing and you're gonna be open to feedback. If they look terrified, it's generally because you're coming in and you're not asking questions and they see that you're sort of maybe waiting for them to make a mistake or you're just sort of overseeing. The next thing is to stop using the words, but, should, try, and if only. So, you know, but is kind of that word that um, in the English language we use as like a filler word. It, it's, it's that word between two other sentences that says, you know, I really like your yellow shirt, but I liked the blue one you were wearing yesterday. It sort of negates the positive that, that started the, at the beginning of the sentence and takes away from that positiveness. So I say, just get rid of the but, just put a period there and don't use buts at all. Should implies, well, I, I should maybe do that. You know, it's, it's coming from a place of scarcity. 
try implies that if you try something, you're, you'll try it, but you're not actually expecting that you're going to be successful. And the if only game, I think, again, it comes from a real place of scarcity where you are saying, well, if only I had more time, if only I had more money, if only I had, and you really should be looking at when I have, I will do this, right? It's just that coming from that, it's a mindset shift. So that leads me to the third one is to approach every situation with a growth mindset. Where can I improve? Where can I do better? What was the thing that I did really well today? The next one is to listen to every conversation with humility and to learn from experiences that are different than yours. So, and then the last one is the one thing that I think we all should be doing because we all need it and it feels really good when you do it, but other people need it too, is to do one kind thing for somebody else every day with no strings attached. So that means that there's nothing in it for me. I'm doing it because it's the kind thing to do or it's the right thing to do. When you do that, it also builds a sense of gratitude in your life. And when you have more gratitude, you are automatically more positive, more open to receive, and it makes you a better leader. Awesome. As, as you mentioned the particular word, when you are grateful, you are more open to receive. See, let me just explain a bit over here what you just tried um, and saying is like, when you have something and you are still complaining about it, it means you will never receive the good things uh, that you are expecting, you know, because you aren't already respecting what you have, right? How come would you respect what you would get? right so that is why when you stay grateful for something that you already have even though you want something else the better from that particular stop let's say i have this particular phone and i want something better than this i got to be grateful for this particular phone that i'm holding in my hand right now right by doing that i ensure that i am open to receive the good one the better one right? I strongly believe that's what you meant saying. Absolutely. It's the law of attraction, really. I mean, the vibration that you put out in the world is what is going to be matched and get back. So, you know, I've heard a lot of people say that the universe isn't smart. It's just obedient. It gives you what, uh, whatever vibration you are sending out. So absolutely. I agree with you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much. Let me, let me say to this, to my audience, right? That I'm really grateful to my audience and to my listener that who has been over here listening to us and understanding that how they can grow the leadership skills and they can be a leader in their respective field so that they can empower the other people, right? So this is something, you know, so amazing. I'm really grateful to my listeners as well. And on the other hand, uh, I, I can't, uh, you know, forget you over here, my dear guest. I'm really grateful to you as well for being over. Thank you for being over here, inspiring my audience, adding value and sharing the amazing insights. So uh, thank you so much for being over here. Well, thank you for having me. It's really an honor. And, and uh, I hope that I left your, your listeners with something that uh, is useful and helpful for them. So thank you for having me. So yeah, obviously. Uh, so I want my people, my listeners, that if you love this conversation, Let's do one thing, 
you know, give the amazing review about her, how she has explained the things in your way. And I'll also do one thing. I'll drop her website link in the description so that you can also get in touch with her and learn more about what she is teaching and how you can learn from her easily, right? So, and also there's one more thing. If you are there on Instagram, please visit on the, our magazine page that is called Rising Beings Magazine. It is R-I-S-I-N-G-B-E-I-N-G-S, Rising Beings Magazine, right? So I just made it clear. Just follow us over there to get more insights, meet amazing quotes like her and keep empowering yourself. And I wish you all the best. Thank you so much. Thank you.